0: The Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through his ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and today we have a special guest, Pastor Andrew McNeil. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm
1: doing well, Winston. Thanks for uh, having me today.
0: Absolutely. Glad to have you on. And part of what we're going to do is you have a new class coming out uh, shortly that we're going to be meeting on uh, Sunday morning, right? Can you tell us a little about that?
1: Yeah. So we'll get more details communicated, but sometime this summer, we're going to start meeting third hour. And the first topic uh, we're going to go through is Old Testament overview. It's a topic I'm excited about. It's a topic that I'm get to pursue in my studies at school, kind of more in a focused manner. And I think it's important. Excellent. So when we talk about the Old Testament, that's actually what we're going to be doing today.
0: And so it seemed like a very appropriate topic for you to tackle for us. Um, And so... I actually did a little digging and went back into the sermon archives to discover something a little interesting. Uh, You have preached a number of times at Grace, and it appears as though you've spent half of those times in the Old Testament. And even when you were in the New Testament, you kept pointing back to the Old. You did an entire sermon on the genealogies and how they relate back to the Old Testament. You did, like, just several things like that. And so, certainly seems like the Old Testament, you're more focused on the Old Testament than I think most are. Is that fair to say? (laughs) Yeah, I
1: I suppose that's probably true. And I'm not even so sure it was a purposeful thing. The first time I ever preached at Grace, I preached Psalm 2. And that was the first sermon I ever preached uh, to a full congregation. And I just was looking at different passages and happened to be reading that one that week uh, or the week that I got asked. And uh, it seemed like it was really important and good. And I don't know, the Lord's sort of taken me on a journey since then of seeing how important and beautiful. And yeah, like you said, overlooked the Old Testament is.
0: Yeah. And that that seems to be a common theme throughout much of the evangelical world. You and I know plenty of pastors who have said that basically you can ignore the Old Testament, because that's all, you know, old school news. You know, we we live in the New Testament era. We, we, I mean, it's sad to see. And so part of what I want to do today is look more closely at the Old Testament with the ultimate goal of understanding why it is our Bible has two thirds of it that some people just ignore. And so let's start there. Why is the Old Testament so often overlooked?
1: So I do think you're right. I think it definitely is overlooked at times. And it's a number of factors. I I guess to put it bluntly, I think it's overlooked oftentimes because it's a lot more difficult. It's hard work. There's a bigger cultural distance between us and um, the culture of the Old Testament, the language of the Old Testament, all, all the different aspects of it. it. You also, like you said, two thirds of the Bible is the Old Testament. And so it's just by nature. It's, it's longer. It's more uh, the storyline is more complex. It feels like history class to us sometimes. And so I think those all play into it. I also think, sadly, we sometimes approach the Old Testament with the idea that we already we already know the stories. And so, um, we, we miss a lot of things when we do that. And so I, I think mainly the problem that I would be hoping to help us avoid, um, in emphasizing the old Testament is that, um, I think sometimes people feel, disillusions might be too strong of a word, but they come to scripture and they read it and they long to see the depth and the profundity of it. And sometimes we come away not feeling that. And I think a lot of that is because we don't have a lot of the Old Testament background that fills out and fleshes out our understanding of the New Testament and shows us the depth and the beauty of scripture. So yeah, I think it does get overlooked and hopefully we can sort of rectify that over time so let me kind of press you a little bit on this because
0: if we are christians we're, we're not i mean neither of us are jews i'm assuming most of the people listening to this podcast isn't isn't the old testament kind of written to jews and so
1: aren't we supposed to at least primarily be in the new testament <laughs> uh i guess i'd say in one sense yes that's valid. But in another sense, no. It, it, to the yes side of things, it's true. We are living in a time that is after the cross, after the resurrection. Um, we live in a unique era of the new covenant. And so we do have an emphasis on the new covenant ministry. We do have an emphasis on uh, the fact that we live after Christ's Incarnation. And so uh, there is a right emphasis on the New Testament, but the thing that happens and the problem is when we don't understand the Old Testament, that actually provides the foundation for everything in the New Testament. If you cut the legs of the Old Testament out, you really, you cut the meaning of the New Testament out. Well, and you kind
0: of just touched on it, right? We live in the era of the New Covenant, what would it mean to be part of the new covenant if we had no idea what the old covenant even was? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I, um, the analogy I think of sometimes is we, we love the climax of movies, the action scene, the resolution at the end, but that's, you know, just a little slice of the whole movie. And if you sit down at that point in a movie and that's all you see, you're going to be confused and not have a full understanding. And so same idea um, that the old Testament, the material there is the foundation. It's the whole storyline leading up that gives all the weight to the new. So let's talk a little bit about that. Then you made the case. We have to be in the Old Testament, but
0: talk to me as somebody who reads the Old Testament. And just like you said, is oftentimes kind of just, I don't know what to make of this. It's just a story. I mean, I've seen veggie tales. I've, (laughs) I've seen those stories over and over again. I, do I really need to be diving further down and deep into it? And beyond that, how,
1: how do I dive deeper into these Old Testament stories? A few things off the top of my head that I think are are helpful words whenever we're reading scripture: fast, slow, and careful. And I guess what I mean would be, especially in the Old Testament, there's nothing wrong with, and I would actually encourage reading large chunks at once to get the, the flow of the story. And so, yeah, you might not get every detail. But you want to, at times, we need to have that breadth in our our Bible reading where we're not just reading a paragraph or two paragraphs, but you're trying to read through, you know, 15, 20 chapters, the whole book of Genesis, maybe in one sitting. That's hard. That's hard in our culture. Who has two hours to set aside for that? And then just the, the mental side of focusing for that long. So there's all kinds of ways we have an immense blessing nowadays of having carrying a phone around that can play the audio for you. That can help you hear the Bible in large swaths. So fast, uh, slow, slow down. And notice the words and the phrases, um, especially in narrative. The authors, the authors are brilliant in the way that they write, and and God obviously as the ultimate author has. Caused these beautiful ways of words being repeated or phrases being repeated and one author playing off of another and themes weaving throughout. And so, um, the beauty really is there when, when we're able to, to go slow and focus and to meditate and to chew. And I mentioned this already, but, um, just the blessing that we have nowadays. There is a bigger cultural gap, but we have at our fingertips access to to preachers, to resources, to all sorts of ways um, to sort of bridge those those gaps of of understanding. Um, and I think the last thing I mentioned was careful, um, read carefully. And I guess uh, what I mean by that is there are different genres in the Old Testament. You don't read Genesis the way that you read the legal codes in Leviticus, and you don't read those the way you read Proverbs, which uh, is even a slight bit different than Psalms or something like that. And so we want to be sensitive to the way the authors communicated and what their style, how it wants us to interpret it. We want to be aware of that. We want to be
0: careful. As far as those different genres go, what are they?
1: Yeah. Okay. so. Really, the, the big ones, we could break it into three and, and just say narrative, poetry, and prophecy, really. We could talk about legal texts as a fourth, but in general those are what you're going to see in the Old Testament. mostly narrative, and so just sort of a crash course on those. um, uh, When you're reading narrative, that's that's doctrine dramatically displayed through a story. Mm. And so, in in narrative, you're looking for how are the characters described. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, word repetition, or phrase, or thematic repetition, or all those different types of you know, literary devices that you learned maybe as a, a child, but paying attention to those in narrative um, narratives, a, a really, it's a, it's an epic display of, of who God is. It's, it's my favorite. Genre personally, and then you come to to poetry, and this is going to cover you know psalms as sections of uh, prophetic books. will will have poetry in them, and and poetry really is just intended to take doctrine and display it in, in a way that tends more towards the emotions, an emotional response, and how our hearts are supposed to respond, and and then prophecy. Prophecy is broad. It can be uh, tricky sometimes, but basically prophecy is God speaking directly through a human. In, in prophecy, what we're looking for is essentially similar to narrative. What is God teaching us about himself? What is he teaching us about ourselves? And it's often speaking towards the future, though not always, but it shapes our worldview. And so, like I said, there's lots more detail to go into on those, but we want to honor the way the author wrote and what they intended to communicate by the style they chose to use.
0: Now, one of the things that most of our listeners won't know, I'm guessing, but that I know, and I'm going to brag about Andrew a little bit, is you are writing currently a pretty long paper on how to apply the Bible. And specifically, you're talking about applying, specifically, it has an Old Testament emphasis. And so talk to me a little bit now we know how to read it. Okay. I understand what it is, but as we talked about in the listening episode for the expository listening, we're supposed to listen, understand, obey. So when it comes to reading scripture, it's the same thing. We're supposed to listen to the word, understand it. That That's how we got the first part, right? We've read it. We've understood it. Now talk to me about how we obey it.
1: Yeah. I love that you use those words. I think the, the impetus for me to want to write on something like that was to help us. I, I want to be obedient. And how, how do we do that? So, so you can tell he's been in a writing mood when he uses a word like impetus. <laughs> the, uh, I think that's a, a great question. So just in terms of old Testament in particular, I think one of the, the traps we can fall into, and, and this is talked about a lot nowadays, it might not be new, but don't, don't insert yourself into the stories. You are not David. You are not Samson. Oh, please let me not be Samson. (laughs) It's, uh, it's easy to read the old Testament. And if we are struggling to understand exactly what it's saying, uh, we can start to see that, oh, well, uh, you know, Goliath is kind of like my problems and God's going to help me defeat them like David. But, uh, we, we need to be careful of that. Also maybe something that's said less often, um, but I think is important. Don't insert yourself also don't insert Christ where he's not. Hmm. Now uh, I want to say that carefully because Christ, is in all of scripture all of scripture points to him all of the old testament leads to him and all of the new testament points back to him uh, it is all about Christ and at the same time um you may have heard uh some people will um i heard someone at one point talking about how when we read the story of Samson we should think of Christ picking up the gates of sin and putting those on his back and, and carrying those or pushing down the tower of the devil. And, how Christ, and, and there's a sense in which believers, sure, I mean, Christ is better than anyone or anything. And we, we do worship him, but um, we don't need to force him into the Old Testament. He's there. And so I would just say beware of forcing him, but always have your eye toward him because it's always pointing towards him. And then lastly, for applying the Old Testament, and I guess this is a little more uh, nitty gritty would be think worldview and think worship. We are very geared towards thinking about doing what is this pastor telling me to do or even to be. And um, narrative is not designed to communicate in that Didactic way. Narrative is designed to shape our worldview and to shape the way that we worship. And, and sure, that leads to changes in how we think and how we live and what we do and what we say. But as you're reading Genesis 1, say, you're not going to find imperatives that tell you, do this. You, what you're going to find is a worldview that shapes how you think and a way of understanding who God is that shapes how you worship him. And so, with most of the Old Testament, Estimate. think how does this shape my worldview and how does this lead me to worship the lord
0: now, the dues will come out of that so does that also apply to something like prophecy then is that in the same worldview because i i don't know about you but sometimes when i'm reading some passage in isaiah mm-hmm. i just go i'm not smart enough to understand this and also didn't all this already happen and yeah it points to christ Cool. I, I know that because I've read the New Testament. So uh, help me to understand
1: the role of prophecy in today's life for the ordinary believer. That really is a great question. So in terms of prophecy, and we'll even just pick on your example with, with Isaiah, it is shaping worldview. It's shaping it in the sense in, in a few different ways. I think we tend to take prophecy and say it said this would happen. It happened. God knew beforehand. Awesome. And that is that is true, and that is good, and that is right, but it's it's so much more. If you read through Isaiah in particular, there is a storyline, there is a flow, there is a logical argument that steps through the book. And often, you see, here's what what prophecy is is doing is laying out a worldview, many spots in prophecy. You're getting a worldview of all of history and God's plan for history. And so a lot of times what we forget, I think maybe as Americans or I don't know, but there's something about knowing God's overarching plan that impacts and affects how I live today. If I know that he's going to win in the end, and I know that he knows exactly how he's going to win in the end. And I know how the Messiah fits into that. I know how the the reign and the kingdom of God fits into that. I have all these pieces that God is putting together and showing me. I know the end from the beginning. He says in Isaiah, that starts to be very applicable for me in my job today when I want to get angry about something small, stepping back and being able to remember I serve the God in control of history and in control of kings and governments, and he's going to make all things right in the end. And that gives me hope today. So I think that's how the prophets end up becoming applicable.
0: That's going to do it for us today on this episode of Ordinary Church. Once again, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you want to ask us a question or maybe suggest a topic, go ahead and email us at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. We hope this episode was beneficial to you, and we hope that you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful even in the ordinary.